Welcome to the Emily Hibbard Show, where I, Emily Hibbard, interview people from different backgrounds, experiences, occupations, and faiths. Martin Escada, founder of the nonprofit organization Time to Tell, is my guest today. Martin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me on it. Oh, I'm, I'm super stoked to be talking about this issue, and I want to dive right in. Can you tell us what Time to Tell is and what inspired you to start this organization? Sure. So actually, uh, I'll try to, try to give you the short version, right? Um, so it's a nonprofit for children who have been either sexually abused or bullied, right? Both of those are near and dear to mine and my wife's heart, um, you know, because, you know, growing up, um, you know, I was a small kid, a small boy. Uh, I didn't really pack on weight and strength until I got older. Um, but going through uh, many bouts of, of, of being bullied, and with my wife um, having different bouts of being sexually abused, uh, it was near and dear to our heart to be able to do this, um, to be able to create a place where um, you know we can help kids, help kids who have uh, been through these issues, uh, who 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 not only you know have been victims, but you know they're they're kind of lost. They, they whether they they feel like they don't know what to do, or whether they feel like you know they were you know part of the reason why this happened. Um, so so that's kind of the main reason why we we started this. You know, nonprofit organization. What do you think are not stigmas, but maybe some some false thinking or some common thinking that you know when these horrible things happen to kids, what conclusion? What conclusions did you draw? What conclusions do you think kids draw? That, like you had mentioned, is it their fault or things like that that you have to work to uh, dismantle? Sure. Actually, I'd say probably a couple things. Right? You have. You know, sometimes when it, when it happens to a, a, you know, a child, especially depending on the age, you don't know if, you know, this happened because of you. And I'll give you an example. I remember being in high school, junior, coming home from wrestling practice. I got in a car accident. It was no way my fault. Um, I got hit. But during the moment, I thought it was my fault. So I probably apologized like 50 times to the girl. Only later on did I learn that, hey, listen, I wasn't even at fault. So I think sometimes, especially, you know, magnify that times you know, times 10, um, you know, when something like that, when that trauma happens to the individual, uh, that's one of the things that happened. I think another thing happens too is, you know, sometimes, you know, kids have this fear of, you know, sharing with their parents because they don't want to get in trouble. So you have that whole thing hanging over you too. So, you know, it's, it's a bad situation, um, you know, all around. Yeah. What advice could you give to parents that maybe nothing's happened to their kid, but advice that you could give to parents to, to start a conversation, maybe proactively? Actually, that's a, that's a good question. So I, I would say like, uh, probably the, the, the example I can give you regarding this um, would be myself and, and, and my wife, right? So, um, you know, we both um, came from separate marriages and, you know, now currently we are, we're married together, but we kind of raised our, our children a lot different. Uh, in my household, we just never talked about it. You know, it was something that we didn't, we didn't even discuss. Uh, with my wife, it was an ongoing conversation that she had with her kids. She always told them that if you ever feel uncomfortable around anybody, no matter what, have that conversation. So her children grew up in an environment where they knew to use their mouth, use their voice. And I think um, that's the route to go, not the route that I went, right? A route to where uh, children know that no matter what happens at the end of the day, if they feel uncomfortable, whether something physical happens or not, if they feel uncomfortable, they can have a safe space to talk to their parent. I think that that's what needs to happen. 
Wow. And what about, so on the other side of something, whether a kid, uh, you know, was bullied at, at a young age or experienced some form of, of sexual abuse or, or e- even anything kind of going in, in that direction, what do you think parents can do to, to help make their kids feel safe enough to, to share that? So are you, you're, are you talking about somebody who's already experienced that? Yeah. So we're dealing with a parent. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the first thing is, um, you know, you want to, you know, allow your, your child to know that, listen, you're there, you know, you love them and there's nothing they did that was wrong. Right. So that's first and foremost, I would say next, you want to make sure that you remove them from whatever environment that they're in. Right. Cause they have to have an environment that, you know, that, that they can go to and feel mm-hmm. safe wherever this took place at. Right. So that has to be um, eliminated from the, from the get go. And then from that moment, I, I would definitely uh, reach out to whether like, as an example, you know, organization like ours, or there's a lot of organizations out there, somebody who can, who can really help somebody who, you know, is a black belt, so to say in this, in this field where they can go in there and, and because at the end of the day, every child's going to handle it differently. Right. But we just want to make sure that we're in there and, and, and whatever it is that they're going through, you know, we're going to be able to pour into them and love on them and, and let them know that, Hey, listen, this is not your fault. You know, at the end of the day, I've learned that hurt people hurt people. So a lot of times, you know, the person that's doing the bullying or even, you know, worse, you know, the sexual abuse, you know, they're probably coming from a place where, you know, they could have had a really messed up childhood as well. So, and it's unfortunate that they had to take that hurt out on somebody else. Yeah. What, what does the future of time to tell look like? What, what's in your guys' heart to, to do? So, you know, we have big goals, right? And, and we pray hard. And, and ultimately, we look at it like uh, we want to be able to open up a, a facility, a large camp uh, where we can fly children in every single year who have been either, you know, bullied or sexually abused, where we could pour into them and mentor them for the week uh, and teach them strategies to help them, you know, not be in those situations and love on, love on them and, and, and share God's goodness with them. Right. And, and be able to have this place where it, there's no cost, no cost to the parents. It's obviously absolutely free where we fly them in on our dime. We would, you know the food, everything, the shelter, it would all be taken care of. But we want to be able to have an opportunity to really pour into them and make a difference. You know, and, and whatever tra- trajectory that they're going, you know, maybe help kind of, you know, get them in a better place, you know, give them a little push and let them know that, hey, listen, moving forward, this isn't a one and done. We're here, right, for the rest of our lives with you, to hopefully to be a mentor and, uh, you know, be somebody for sure that's going to pray for you uh, nonstop. So we're in your corner. Uh, and I think ultimately, you know, we all want people in our corner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, gosh, I mean, these are two subjects that I think a lot of people turn a blind eye to, especially people who have experienced it, where it's not it's not as common of a conversation, probably as it as it should be uh, for. I don't know whether someone's a little bit older, maybe they're a young adult, maybe they're an adult and have never really shared with someone who, you know, what what has happened as a kid in their they're, they're holding on to that. What would you say to someone like that who's kept it in for, for years? You know what, that, unfortunately that happens. I remember, uh, you know, one time speaking in an office and I was sharing, uh, had an opportunity to share about this. And afterwards, a gentleman who was, you know, probably 35 years old came up to me um, after everybody, you know, dissipated and he said, you know, can I speak with you? And this is a grown, grown adult, you know, and he, he was abused for many, many years by family members. Uh, you know, from like the age 12 to I think 16. 
So, you know, he held it in for, you know, 20, 20 plus years. Um, I, you know, I would say that, you know, depending on a person's personality, right? Some, some people have a personality where, you know, they're going to just power through things and kind of push it off. But at the end of the day, even when you do that, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't help, right? It, you, you have to be able to get those things out. You have to be able to, you know, get healing. And sometimes that healing takes time. It's not going to go away. Those feelings are not going to go away, um, you know, especially overnight, right? So I would say that if you haven't spoken with anybody about it, I would encourage you to find somebody that you can confide and you can speak to regarding it because you never know uh, maybe some of the challenges that are in your life right now that are a direct result because of what happened to you. And you probably don't even realize that. What are some common, like, what, what do you see? What are some common uh, connect points or, you know, for a lot of, a lot of kids that, you know, experience bullying as a, as a kid, when they're older, what are some telltale signs that maybe they're not aware? Uh, well, I, or... I would say one, one of the big things, Em, is, you know, is trust, right? So, you know, you know, how, how much are you going to be able to trust people um, because of what happened to you when you were young? And that's not a good thing. Right. We want to be in a place where we are vulnerable with the with the right people and be able to, you know, to to trust certain people that are in our lives. So I think that's one of the things that, that definitely comes up where you see where, you know, they just haven't got past that. Another thing that can happen as well is like like kind of what I said, hurt people, hurt people. Sometimes, you know, that can manifest itself in, in, a, in not a good way, in a bad way, because you were hurt. You haven't let go of that hurt. You haven't got past it. Now, all of a sudden, you don't realize it, but you're now hurting other people. Right. So. Because we haven't healed from that, now all of a sudden we're kind of doing the same thing, in a sense, as to what was being done to us, right? So there's a lot of stuff, obviously, that can happen from that, but uh, it's so important to, to be able to at least, you know, get some healing from what's going on. Because here's the deal, right? You can't control what a person did to you when you were young, but, but you can control what happens to you moving forward. And if you allow what happened to you back then to continue manifesting itself in, you know, unhealthy behaviors, then you're giving that person power still years later, right? So um, you definitely want to be able to, you know, talk with somebody, um, you know, who is definitely a professional in this arena who can help you if you are experiencing some of these, you know, negative things that have happened because of what happened way back then. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that I uh, used the phrase hurting people hurt people. So hurt to me, people, when I heard people. that, I was thinking kids that were abused uh, will become the abusers or Correct. kids that were bullied could become the, the bullies. What, sure. what, are some, what are some ways to stop that cycle? Well, it, 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 that cycle is not going to stop if you don't get healing, right? So you have to get, you know, you have to go and you, and as a parent, I would encourage you know, if, if you feel like your, your, your child is kind of not taking that next step to kind of get past what has happened, I would definitely encourage you to, you know, have them meet with a counselor, have them meet with somebody, especially somebody trained in this particular area. Um, that way they can, you know, they can go in there and, and help and assess and, and, and maybe put some strategies in place, you know, through like homework and other things that can kind of help um, the child grow through it and kind of get to the next level because, you know, that, that we, we use that phrase all the time, but it's true, right? Hurt people, hurt people. And a lot of times, Emily, the stuff that that happened has happened to us, we don't even, like when we're doing, when we're hurting people now, we're the, we're the herder, 
we don't even realize it, right? And I'll give yeah. you just a kind of a quick example. You know, I think I was 45 years old where, you know, I was listening to this this, this preacher speak. And it, I, I promise you, it was like my story, right? It was literally, he was like telling my story and he moved all around. So I'm literally, I pull out my phone and obviously I, I never have my phone on in, in church or in any of those situations. So I'm powering up my phone and I'm trying to be sneaky. And, I'm, and then I text my mom and I'm like, mom, how many times did we move when I was young? She's like, oh, a few times. I'm like, no, mom, I need you to concentrate. How many times did we move? And she's like, well, so she started, you know, writing down all the times we moved. And it turned out by the time I was in high school, we already moved 13 times. Wow. Now, here's the kicker, right? I've never had friend relationships long term. I've always been one where like, I'll see you at work and you have acquaintances, but I've never been close like with another man. I've never been like had a best friend. I've never, I've, I've been horrible mm -hmm. in that setting. So my wife was like, well, there you go. Why would you develop a relationship when you're going to just end up moving? Sure. Yeah. Right? Right? 13 so, so 30 times years in, later. Yeah. 12 grades. Correct. So 30 years later, you kind of learn that. Well, well, same thing with kids that have been hurt, right? So you want them to learn it when they're young and not repeat the cycle over and over and over and over again. So that's what wow. I recommend. I feel like that's so powerful, right? Because if we're not able to put, as adults even, right, put two and two together for whatever reason, your experience, you're hearing some guy tell your story and it's clicking for you and you sure. realize, wait, it makes sense, right? I, I don't have best friends because you're constantly moving. That I think right. situations like that, stories like that are so powerful. Story is powerful because it kind of, gets it gets to us even without our permission maybe it's yeah. it just slips right into to that subconscious where maybe what we're, we're we're used to thinking we're used to saying we we kind of have that script but listening to someone's story unlocks parts of our heart that we're not conscious of that are that are back there sure wow well if someone's listening today to you know sharing your story and needs some support or resources how can they how can they connect with time to tell it's pretty easy, right? If you go to the website, www.time2, the two's number two, time2tell.org, um, we have, you know, a, a ton of information on there, our contacts on there. You can reach us by email or via phone, but ultimately we're here to help in any capacity that we can. So. Wow. I love it. Thanks for, you've got, a, you've got a big heart and we, we definitely need, uh, more people like you. So Martin, thanks for, no, thanks for coming it. on the show today. No, and we appreciate it. We love you. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Well, this concludes another episode of the Emily Hibbard show. Connect with me on Instagram at Emily Hibbard. That's at E-M-I-L-Y-H-I-B-A-R-D. And I hope to see you in the next episode.